welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and today on the show, joining me uh, is a wonderful human. Uh, she plays in a couple projects, including the Midwest softcore band Lady Cannon. Uh, their last album came out about a year ago, and it is called Fortune's Darling. Uh, she also plays in the psych pop band La Resorts, and uh, they have a self-titled album out, as well as a Christmas album. So go get that. I'm excited to talk to her about her music, her art stream, why she does what she does. Martha, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ben. Good to see you. How are you? I'm really well. Good. Yeah. I Hi. just came back from a little trip to Vegas, mm. and it was um, almost 70 degrees there one day. So Damn. It was really nice to be in the dry air. How long were you there for? Uh, five days. Five days? In fact, when we checked out, the guy was like, you've been here for five days? Mm -hmm. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Why? Yeah. As opposed to longer? I think as opposed to shorter. Oh. I think people kind of come for a short amount of time. They kind of drift in, in and out. And, yeah, like lose a bunch <clears throat> of money and then leave. Right, yeah. <laughs> then they're like, I gotta get the hell out of here. <laughs> This place is ruining my life. I think people also party pretty hard there. So the, oh, yeah. the, the like assumption is that we spent five days just like imbibing and all sorts of mm -hmm. ridiculousness, which we didn't actually, you know, like we, you know, I, I mean, we took advantage of the free cocktails that they give you while you're gambling, oh, but nice. I mean, other than that, we didn't really try out any of the bars, with the exception of this one bar in the Cosmopolitan that has a drink called the Verbena, and it's got, um, a flower in it, and um, Kyle Denton actually from Tippy okay. Canoe Herbs told me what the flower was, but I forgot already. But you, um, the flower numbs your mouth, and mm. then you sip the drink, and it changes flavors as mm. you drink it, and it's really, really cool. Oh, wow. Gotta try that. Yeah, highly recommend it. And the bar where you order it, you're actually up inside uh -huh. the largest chandelier on the North American continent or something. Oh, damn. So, That's cool. Yeah, Vegas is great. I, I love Vegas. Vegas is, yeah, yeah I think that um, it depends on, I guess, like, yeah, like how you, what you make of it when you're there. Like, I've been there once. Um, I went a couple summers ago for like a convention um, that my fraternity in college was uh, doing. And yeah, I was also there for probably five days or so. And like, I mean, I, it was more like I just wanted to see everything rather than do everything. So we just walked around a ton. We walked through all the resorts, just kind of mm -hmm. see what like, just how like over the top everything is. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it was also like August, so it was like Oof. really dry heat. Yeah, yeah like I mean, I'll take I'll take dry heat over <clears throat> wet heat any day. Uh, so like, fuck that moist Florida shit, you know. I but, like that too. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Vegas is dope. I want to go back and like, I mean, it's hard to like really like experience much when you're so like tight on money, and I'm yeah, like I. I think I did like one slot machine there, and that was that was it. it was, yeah, I did one. That's all I had to do. Yeah, I don't, I don't really. I could not gamble. Mm -hmm. Actually, I think this is the first time I've ever gambled in Vegas. Uh -huh. What'd you end up? What'd you play? 
everything. We went oh. to all the casinos, oh, but slots, not like, uh, yeah. and then a little bit of roulette, and then a little bit of craps. And then we won $100 on this mechanical horse race. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so It's so stupid. ridiculous out there. It's just so stupid. Yeah. I don't understand it. Like, But I love watching people. There's some real oh, yeah. interesting people. It's one of the best yeah. people watching <clears throat> spots, for sure. Um, yeah. Walking up and down the strip and everything. But, yeah, uh, but... Uh, it's uh, good to good to see you. I haven't seen you in uh, a little while now. I didn't even when I saw you walking up the steps. I almost didn't recognize you because I didn't know you cut your hair. Yeah. But it looks very nice. Yeah, I went from waist long to wow. K-pop boy band. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're here for it. Yeah, I uh, was um, originally going to go something like a little more mellow, but um, then my daughter who's 16, mm. well she'll be 16 in about a month, she said, Mom, you're either going to make money moves or you're not. <laughs> hey, and I was, she told it to you like, straight, yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm fucking going for it. I'm so you, doing the thing. you did the money move. I, she got out the shaver and yeah. like, did the thing. Hell yeah. I never shaved my head. Not I mean, I've cut it very, very, very short, mm -hmm. like, but never like with an actual... Uh, yeah, right. It's really nice. It's very convenient. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I. Uh, Men are lucky. Like <laughs> right. this is all they have to do. Oh. Like I don't even do anything. I mean, there's some pretty shaggy dudes here in River West, so I'm sure they 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 deal they have to deal with it, you know. Mm -hmm. I yeah, like I mean, I was pretty shaggy up until about two weeks ago, and then I like I had the beard going for a while, mm -hmm. but it was time to trim. Yeah, springs are coming. It is. I, I also wanted a, something fresh to go into, like, the new Wave podcasts this year, so. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Martha, what we talk about, uh, Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion, and creativity. And I uh, first believe we met uh, when I saw La Resorts at the Cooperage um, almost a year ago now. It was, like, April, I think. But uh, that was the first time we had met, and uh, that was a pretty cool show. Um, that was before the album came out and everything. Um, but um, what a, I love the Coop Bridge. Like, it's such a like massive presentation there. Like That's one of my favorite venues in town, for sure. Good to know. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Do you like the Coop Bridge? Yeah. I think, I mean, I like all the venues for what they have, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And then I would see something a little bit. Each one's got a bit of a different niche. Yeah, different vibe for sure. Yeah, I I would see you for, at Company Brewing from time to time as well. And then I first saw Lady Cannon um, last summer, and it was at the new Hacienda. Mm. That was a good show too. Um, I like that spot as well. Uh, the shows there are like. Um, I don't know, I, I like the aesthetic there a lot. Like, sort of that, like, stone, like, beige look. And the beer's really, really good, too. So, but that was, that was a really, really awesome set as well. So, uh... Oh, thank you. Yeah, I've seen, uh, both sides of your creative coin. Um, so, Martha, uh, I'd love to, I guess, first hear a little bit about your own background in music and like uh, growing up, when did it become a creative outlet for yourself? Um, well, I don't have a background in music. 
music. I, like I took piano lessons as a kid, but that was it. And I grew up in a really small town. There's only 2,000 people in the whole town. Where? And so, like in my graduating high school class, there were maybe like 28 people. Damn. And I went to school with the same 28 kids like, really? my whole life. Everyone knows everything about yeah, everyone. Everyone knows everything, which, you know, some people complain about that, but I think um, that creates a, like, a kind of accountability that you just can't find in another situation. So you might not have a lot of diversity in the kinds of relationships you have, or like in the kinds of personalities you can try out being, yep. but you have a depth of relationship with mm -hmm. people that. that um, requires it's just a different skill set. Totally. So people from small towns are, um, yeah, they're special in a certain. Way. I feel like you can build more patience with people in like a small town setting like that. Like my graduating class in high school was seven hundred. Uh, wow. Yeah. Um, I went to school. I'm from the south, the suburbs of Chicago. So like with such a big, massive school, it's like three thousand kids total. Like uh, everyone's all running around in a hurry, you know. So I feel like in a small town, you can kind of yeah, like you just you have that lasting trust and rapport that you can build with people over time. Mm -hmm. Whereas in a, such a bigger setting, like you know, you're just constantly running around all the time. There's some freedom in that anonymity, you know. Like it's just. There's, there's benefits to both. Yeah. What was your town? So it's called Pomeroy, Washington, and oh, it's wow. about like about 28 minutes from the Idaho border, oh, okay. like the bottom of the skinny top oh, part nice. of the Idaho border. Yeah. So once I was 18, I moved to Idaho and lived there until I came to Milwaukee. So Milwaukee's the first city I ever lived in. It's my starter city. Nice. Might upgrade at some point. What brought know. you here? Kind of like it here, though. Um, I got married to for someone who lived here, mm -hmm. and then I got unmarried to them, and I just stayed. Um, I think partially because I liked the like, mm -hmm. little bit of I don't know opportunity or anonymity that is in a city, and it was it was very much about music. Like you can't really play music where I'm from, like unless you move to Seattle or Portland, mm -hmm. but in the little town I was in, like, um, I mean, there's nowhere really to play music. There's like mm -hmm. one music venue and it's all like that Pacific Northwest and California coastal jam bands. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. just like, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's like, it's, it is, it, I'm not knocking it, mm -hmm. like, you know, I know I'll get mean. my groove on sometimes, you know, right. put it down, I'm just saying like that's But if that's, that's not for bad, you, yeah. You it, know, yeah. so like if you're trying to rock some sort of like Jenny Lewis shit, they're like, I don't know. <laughs> right. Know, they just yeah. want like Bob Marley and Dave Matthews you know. Right. They're all about like that jangly shit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I, uh, like I had a guitar, I mean, I had a guitar and a banjo back in Idaho and I think I, I played... I actually played at a theater and opened for um, someone from New Zealand. Like, you know, I played a few shows that were like, yeah, I mean, I feel kind of like I'm an actual musician now, but mm -hmm. it wasn't until I moved to Milwaukee that I um, started like, playing regularly. Mm -hmm. um, and then the first, um, the first lineup of Lady Cannon was my husband and... Um, I think I, f I think I posted something on Craigslist. 
because I had like I didn't know anyone you know it wasn't mm -hmm. like I could just be like yo homies I need yeah. a drummer to like you know the Facebook you know music buy sell trade group or something yeah. you know mm -hmm. um, so I just I found a bass player that way who knew a drummer and they were all in Bayview so mm -hmm. it was really where I lived at the time so started um, working on the songs on Whiskey Deer um, which uh, you know it took a few years and um, you know, it was an interesting time in my life coming to um, a city for the first time and it's almost like a delayed at like youth mm -hmm. in a way where it was like for the first time I could I don't know like also being able to like go out on a Tuesday night mm -hmm. It was oh, just yeah. like people in a bar blew me away. Major thing here. Where I'm right. from, like, you go out on Friday and Saturday night, and mm -hmm. that's it. And then maybe Thursday. Yeah. And, like, there, I mean, there's bars, but if you go to them, especially as a woman, if you're at a bar on a Tuesday night, like, you're not a good person. Yeah. You know? But, like, here, it was just like, wait a minute. It's, like, 10 o'clock on a Monday, and I can go get wasted, and then no one's going to look at me weird? Yeah, total service industry brunch. Here right, we come, yeah. you know. Like it just, it was yeah. like uh, it was a really interesting time in my life. So, and my daughter was was like getting older, so she wasn't like a little kid anymore. So, like that also kind of changes, you know, what you're able to do, I guess, socially mm -hmm. or even like creatively. Like how how much time you can get away from your child to have band practice or mm -hmm. even just like sense what it's like to be a person outside of taking care of your kid like, yeah. that's actually kind of a big part of of it too I think or was for me just getting like that space apart to put on a dress and just go be a woman yeah. instead yeah. of like mom right yeah um, totally yeah so that, that album was I don't know kind of a lot of a lot of a lot of talk about drinking on that album because oh, yeah. I think drinking figured really heavily into my life at that at that time. Well, like you said, like yeah, it's such a part of the, the like the social culture yeah. here, where like yeah, you can go to any bar of your choosing, like at any night of the week, pretty much, and you can count on people that not only to be there but people you're familiar with. Yeah, like. You know, we do karaoke here uh, at Bremen, I think, is on Mondays. And then at High Dive, it's on Wednesdays. And then at the public house, it's either Monday or Tuesday. Like, it's like, it happens. Like, during the week, you know, like, really popular social events like karaoke, you know? Like, yeah, people... And it's yeah. not even just bars, too. It's mm. like, it, like, I can, like, I can take my daughter to the pool at noon on a Sunday and they're selling beer. Oh yeah. The museum, the um uh well the art museum I d I don't think you can take the drinks into the exhibits, but at um the zoo, for example, mm -hmm. they sell beer. So it's like yeah. it's just kind of a thing, you know, that um but I think if you were born into it and you've been raised with it, like you've 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 developed the muscle. Mm -hmm. Like, you know how to do it. If you're yeah. a transplant, like right. I am, and you come from somewhere else, you j you can't keep yeah. Like, I couldn't keep up. After a few years, I was just like, oh, oh golly, this is not mm -hmm. going well. You know, so I had to kind of uh, rein in the, <clears throat> rein in and examine, I guess, just 
what that was all about and how that was how that was figuring into my life. Mm -hmm. um, and I did work service industry for a number of years back of house and yeah. that uh, I'm back of house myself. Yeah, so like that's uh, drinking is a big part of that um, that sort of toxic work culture as well, where it's like it's almost like that um, that like athlete. Um, like warrior, like I'm putting myself through this Im impossible thing, you know, um, you know, with my team of people, it's very hard work, and then you kind of cut loose afterwards, and it's like this weird, weird cycle. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. How old were you when you started writing your own songs? Um, about 25. Mm, okay. I'm 38 now, so like, a, like quite sure. a, like, a, not, I was like quite a bit, but like, you know, I'm, I'm a bit older than, um, you know, particularly the other female musicians I see around on the scene. Mm -hmm. um, and I think some of that is just, you know, women, um, if they have um, families and kids, it's like, you know, mid to late 20s, and that kind of absorbs their time. Yeah. You know, and then mm -hmm. a lot of people just never really get back into it. Yeah, right. Um, you know, so... Totally. It, it, and that, that's a struggle. That's always been a struggle for mm -hmm. me, you know, to not, not have... You know, I can't just go have band practice twice a week. I can't just write songs every day. Mm -hmm. I have to, like, yeah. take little bits of whatever I can get when I can get yeah. it. You have a full-time job that doesn't pay. Yeah. Being a mom. Right. Yeah. Well, hopefully it pays and that, like, you know, she'll reciprocate the favors. Yeah. Right. This is my retirement plan. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. What's, your, uh, what's your daughter's name? Her name's Taylor. Shout out to Taylor. Yeah. Shout out to so Taylor. In terms of Lady Cannon now, who is currently playing with you? Uh, hmm. It is. has grown. So. Um, Devin Dropka still drumming, um, mm -hmm. Barry's on stand-up bass, and Pat's still on cello, and that was kind of the core group of what started it. And then we added Andrew Trim on guitar, and then more recently um, we added Ellie Jackson and Steph Lippert as backup singers. So yeah. now it's a seven-piece, and like yeah. those two, uh, having three-part harmonies, mm -hmm. in my opinion, yeah. really elevates the project so much. Yeah. Shout out so to much. all of those people. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that full lineup. Uh, I think when I saw you, yeah, it was everybody except uh, Nick Lang was drumming and Seb Devin. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, it's there's a lot of, there's a ton of layers to your sound with that band, which is cool. Like, and I really like your album. Uh, Fortune's Darling, I really like it. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, the first song on on the that's somebody's baby. It's mm. such a great song. I love that song. I like Wild Beast too a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's some music I would want to like. You know, wake up and like leave the house and start my day with. You know. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's really good to hear. Totally. Yeah. Um, it's so inter it's so interesting to me when people. You know, like a song because, um, like, like for me, a song's always like a little bit of a like a scar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know, I write what I know. Um, you know, so uh, somebody's baby and um, 
the time he took the bartender home or a song about the same person. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I um, you know, took a bartender home and then after the fact found out that they were not single. Wow. And it was the and so that's how those two songs came to be. Mm-hmm. Not a particularly scarring experience, but it's just. Uh, Oh. You know, the songs are pretty, yeah. pretty, you know, they're pretty verbatim. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, you know, this is, this is what went down. Yeah. Just telling you. Yeah. I, I tell people that when they're, like, interested in dating me, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, well, you've heard my music, right? Yeah. Like, you know our whole relationship right. is going to be, you know... In an album. Yeah, right. In an album, right? You're gonna about, write about you. When this all goes bad, you're gonna yeah. get an album. Right, yeah. Are you ready for that? Yeah. That's so funny. Disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, yeah. Yeah. That, that is. Where, yeah. I would be nowhere without the men who did me wrong. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would have no career, no yeah. musical career. Right. Like, you would. You, your, yeah. your voice wouldn't be capturing those like carrying those songs in such a haunting and and like and like vibrant way if it weren't for you know those experiences that you had with uh this guy or that guy yeah it's just like um it's in, like it's interesting segue is is like the resorts though mm-hmm. the other project i'm in um you know i don't write those songs mm-hmm. i don't write the lyrics yeah. i don't even write the vocal melodies you know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm more of uh, when the project started, I was just a session uh, vocalist. Mm-hmm. Just came in and sang the part as it was written. Now I'm a little more involved in um, arrangement and yep. and you know pr- like the production of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's a very interesting interesting. Thing coming from a background where my personal experience and authenticity are part of the brand, mm-hmm. I guess, of the musical project, to then be doing this other thing where I can't lean on that. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. It's not about right, my story. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about what happened to me, and I can't. I can't bring any memory or emotional um, fuel to how I interpret. Totally. That. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and uh, Fortune's Darling, um, that was your first album in a little while with Lady Cannon, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, over, like, what, like, uh, time frame were you working on that thing? Like, how would you describe the process of, like, piecing it together and everything? Um, the songs were... The songs came together pretty quickly, actually, and we were even, you know, playing... playing out on those songs um, you know but this, the songs came together probably over the course of like two years mm-hmm. um, and then it just I don't know it just took a long time to get in the studio yeah and then it took about um, I think about eight months start to finish to like mix everything mm-hmm. and then even when it was all done I just sat on it for two years uh-huh. yeah. or I um, I, w- I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I um, I didn't feel like this. There was any cohesiveness to the album. There was just, it, you know, the songs were 
it's just so different. There's just so much terrain that's traveled. There's like spare banjo song. There's like mm-hmm. country-ish sounding yeah. songs. There's more like Rilo Kylie sounding yeah. songs. It's just yeah. got like all this different stuff going on, and it just to me seemed. Um, it just didn't seem like an album. There's no concept. There's no theme. It's just like a bunch of stuff for you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I considered just releasing, you know, each one as a single. Um, I considered uh, releasing some of the more acoustic sounding ones as an EP and the more electric ones as a separate EP. Um, you know, I just I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. I didn't know if I wanted to to do, um, you know, any publicity or um, send them as, you know, demos to labels. I just had no idea what I wanted to do. And um, so I just did nothing. <laughs> Naturally, <laughs> did nothing. that's what you do, right? <laughs> yeah. And, um, and then I, I can't even remember what happened. Some sort of life event happened and I just felt like I wanted to just get that out of my... I just had the, do you ever get that feeling where you're like, it's just time to clean the house and you clean yeah. everything, right? Oh, you're yeah. in the attic, you're in the basement, you're raking the fucking yard, you're just like, it's all, it's all going, it's all, you could know the shit in oh, shape, yeah. you know, totally. and it's, and it's like, it's existential, Oh yeah. right? It's not, yeah. it's not even about the fucking house, it's about you and your you existence. Need, yeah, you need yeah. some kind of, like, control over your environment. Yes. So you, so you just, like, set your mind to fixing like yeah. everything you can that needs to be fixed. Yeah. I was in one of those moments and and I was like, uh, and all of this music, this has got to go. Yeah. This needs to be out of here. So I, I got some artwork for it and released it and did very little, um, very little mention of it at all. And to me, it was mostly just a, a, like, just, it just needs released. It needs moved off my plate. Mm-hmm. I didn't, um, and I was very, very fortunate to have the local uh, media. I was very fortunate to have friends in in local media outlets and um, be helpful and say, no, let's do a piece. Let's mm-hmm. like, yeah. let's write a little something. It's, you know, like breaking and entering. Like, right? yeah. Yes, like breaking <laughs> and entering. Um, you know, like, when I come hunt you down. Yeah, yeah. Which was, um, you know, I'm, I'm incredibly lucky to have people totally. do that. Um, and uh, yeah, so their you know, it, their generosity it kind of became people knew it existed, and it's been um, curiously enough pretty positively received. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't do any um, any wider publicity campaigns, so I think the the awareness of it is still pretty much just local. Mm-hmm. Um, although there are. You know, there are, I, I check um, the locations of the Spotify listeners oh, yeah. and, you know, the website traffic and, and there's some stuff, you know, elsewhere, but it is mostly just kind of concentrated locally. Um, totally. Yeah. Know, which absolutely. is, which is fine, but mm-hmm. it took a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It kind of, it's like memes, you know, it just kind of circulates person mm-hmm. to person, but sometimes it takes a while like disperse um so what's uh what are you working on now uh we're gonna be back in the studio um soon mm-hmm. uh, in the next uh you know couple months 
and we are um, we're just working on some singles. I'm not I'm not really feeling the whole album methodology. Mm-hmm. Like make an album, everything on the album kind of like fits, and then you go, you know, spend the next you know couple months trying to like tour and sell copies yeah, of it. Right. And I'm I'm. It's a whole rollout. Yeah, yeah, it is, and I just I don't really work in that way. You know, mm-hmm. like my my sound or like what I'm interested in experimenting with, um, it changes. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't totally. I don't want to make a whole album of things that are a certain way. It's just yeah. not how my brain works. So we're um, we're just gonna be releasing singles for a minute that are um, that have videos. So like very very visually oriented cool. releases. And then I would like to focus more on um, uh, like syncing opportunities and like other ways to get music out there or, or you know make a little revenue potentially. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, and then as you know, just playing playing shows is really nice. It's hard with a seven piece band yeah. of like full time professional musicians mm-hmm. like they. It's not like just you and your friends pile into a van and drive around. Right, like yeah. professional musicians are they that's their job and yeah. so they expect to be paid. Exactly. You know, so um it's like uh it's you know, I'm trying to figure out how that how that works. Like yeah. how do you how do you book a tour where you can bring seven people on the road and you know, pay it's a lot, yeah, a lot of coordination and well, and I think it's having a booking agency book too. shows that have guarantees, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, and that, that's got to be a pretty. I mean, that's just got to be a pretty big deal. And like, if you know, I think a lot of the you know opening opening stuff, even on you know, like if you get an opening spot on you know, let's say like the Midwest run of a bigger band's tour, like sometimes those guarantees are like. Two hundred dollars a day, three hundred a day, five hundred a day. They're they're not, you know. It's good if you're a solo or duo. You, it's like yeah, we'll yeah. do that. We'll, right. We'll get our shifts covered. Yeah, to go yeah. Do that right. right. But yeah. with seven people, like you know, you can't. You just can't. Yeah. You know, unless you're unless you're independently wealthy or have or have like a career that gives allows you both the time off and. You know, a salary that you can pay people as your staff. Absolutely. You know, and like basically, your your business is a small business that you fund with, mm-hmm. you know, your day job. You know, but there's, you know, like making the money work. It's, yeah. It's very difficult Absolutely. for every everyone yeah. involved totally. with with music, but mm-hmm. that's our that's our plan for uh, the next. You know. Probably just a year. Just kind of put go go with the singles and create more digital content, mm-hmm. and and hang out. At the end of the day, we're all hanging out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that until we're not right. Until <laughs> we don't. What you were saying about this past album was so like it was like so many things stylistic departures it wasn't just like one sound it was a lot of different sounds and it was like a lot of different like layers and everything and like this is just so much so many things like i don't even know what it is i think that like dropping the singles might help curve some of that that you feel like where 
everything, all the songs you drop individually can just, yeah, totally be their own entity, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that considering, like, you know, what you were, like, conflicted with before, like, that this should help that, it sounds like. So, and then I think it kind of opens up what we are willing to do creatively on a song mm-hmm. because it's not... It's not like a oh well we don't really do that mm-hmm. you know we don't right. have, we don't have to worry about that yeah. if we want to write a disco song oh, yeah. we can write a disco oh, yeah. song we can we'll, do whatever we we'll, want we'll get down to that yeah we um, will and I, I like the idea of not being limited mm-hmm. by um, needing to fit into a um, certain yeah kind of um, a genre too and that's that's kind of what like albums are. You know, if you're trying to sell an album, like either direct to, um, you know, the buyer, or you're trying to pitch it to a label, or you're trying, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to, to do, like, if they can't put their finger on what it is, you know, if they're not like, oh, this is folk. Yeah. Oh, this right. is hip hop. If they can't put it in a category. Yeah, yeah. Then, then you're not, and they, they might love every single one of those songs, you know, but it's mm-hmm. like, it's difficult to market, it's difficult to sell, it's difficult to even put hashtags on so it sh- shows up in a Spotify search engine. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I, I struggle with that with Lady Cannon where it's like, well, what is it? Mm-hmm. You know? And it's, with hashtags is a little easier because there's no limit to the number you yeah. can use. Yeah. But, um, right. you know, but if you're trying to write a, a band description, you know, you're trying to like, trying to pitch some venue that you want to open for a band and, yeah. and you know it's it, it can be hard they have to make sure it's it fits quote unquote yeah, yeah no that's their job it's yeah important. yeah I get that. yeah well uh well i know that you uh low resorts is uh playing company brewing in a couple months i saw that yeah. um yeah what's going on with that band um so the second album is mastered we're just waiting on artwork and then we haven't put a release date on it but um the show at company will be our local like we're gonna play the album um and we'll be in chicago the night before we're doing a a little bit of touring um, around the midwest um uh, a little bit in advance and a little bit after the release and then we'll and then we'll kind of focus on other areas. Um, with that band, Vinny and I do um, like duo shows too. So like flying, we've been to Austin a few times. We try to get down Austin, there every yeah. couple months. Um, we have friends there, so it's really easy. But um, we're, we're trying to develop that into something that could be like, you know, it's it's interesting to try to develop both like the duo performance and you know the mm-hmm. full band performance it's like you have to kind of rearrange songs a little bit and play them a little differently but um yeah the um third album is um just is finished but being mixed the fourth album is um you know in recording it's probably it's all the songs are written but it's about half recorded and then there are also songs for the fifth well, y'all are really uh, demoed, so. y'all are really uh, on the horizons and everything. It sounds yeah. like um, Vinny works 
you know, he spends hours, you know, probably about this, about the same amount of hours the rest of us spend, you know, at our day job. You mm -hmm. know, Vinny spends writing, recording, mixing, mastering music. Mm -hmm. um, so that that really yeah moves things forward. And <clears throat> he's got a um, I wouldn't say that his approach is like quantity over quality because he's he's very particular about quality, but he does feel that like quant there's something about quantity. Like just crank them up. Yeah. Crank just keep cranking them out until you have a hit and then just keep cranking them out. Doesn't matter how many bad songs you have, it only matters how many good ones you have. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to spend a lot of time polishing like a song that's so so and mediocre as yeah, so a place filler. Like just do it, get it done, fine, release it and just keep moving. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. For sure. he, he's a big believer in quantity. Quantity, yeah, I mean, in a way I am too, like, by no means would I diminish the quality of my work um, for the for the sake of quantity, but, mm -hmm. yeah, like, this, that's, yeah, like, I do X amount of episodes for that reason, you know, because, you know, that consistency, mm -hmm. yeah. It's, he's it also big huge. on consistency. Yeah, it's he, he's a He's a very habitual um, routines consistency yeah, person totally. he's, uh, which is like interesting because I am the complete yeah. uh, opposite of that you know so okay. I think we we kind of um, help each other in that way where I bring more spontaneous um, I don't know like ridiculous fun silly yeah, right. it, you know to his world and yeah, he brings totally. a little bit of like uh, accountability. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Meeting yeah. meeting halfway somewhere. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. It's never halfway though, right? It's always like 70, 30, <laughs> yeah, or 60, right, yeah. 40, or 90, 10, and then you're like, fuck that shit. And then, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Never 50, 50. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no, yeah, like it's never, it's there's never symmetry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. never perfect symmetry. Um, and with that band, you know, it's interesting being in a creative, well, it's interesting being in a creative project with someone who you're in a romantic relationship with because those lines blur mm. as well, you yeah. know, where it's like suddenly like feedback on a song feels very personal. Yeah, right. right. Whereas before it was like... Because you know me so well, you know, it's, yeah. like, you, it's like you know what I'm, I was trying to do here. Like you can read me so well like with what I mean by this or something. Like yeah. That. Yeah. And I think we also treat the people we love like almost kind of the worst just because like our worst comes out because we feel comfortable. So maybe mm -hmm. we aren't quite as kind or polite in how we communicate um, critique. Yeah. You know, that's to, true. to our you know significant others is if it was just someone in a band mm -hmm. who's an acquaintance or a friend. So it's, you know, that's interesting. And then, you know, it's also a bit interesting because when we started this project, we had, we didn't know each other at all. Mm -hmm. So like the first few, you know, first like five months, we were just complete strangers yeah. getting to know each other. Yeah. Um, and so the music, what it was like to work with each other then was very different than it's like to work with each other now and we live in the same space we work together mm 
everything's together. Yeah. Together, together, together. Right, a lot of them. You go to the gym together. All things together. <laughs> yeah, all things together. Like, sometimes it's just, it's, it's you know, it, it's just an interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. But I think there's also, for me, there's a bit of an allure in creative projects. With, with couple, when couples have a creative project like Sunny and Cher or Shovels and Rope or something, yeah, you know, yeah. there's a there's like this extra story there. Oh yeah, totally. That it's like it's so interesting, and I look at their songs a little differently, and I don't right. know, there's something about it that's, that I, that's interest. It's just interesting. Yeah, that's real. That is true, because you can almost like you can visualize the turmoil or otherwise the the tensions or the or also the beautiful the beauty in, in love you know mm -hmm. from observing them or from hearing what they're saying song by song like to each other mm -hmm. pretty much you know? and even just watching people on stage exactly like, I mean I I, I love watching videos of um, Jim Carter and Johnny Cash. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. like she was so cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just there's something that like you know there's just something extra there that you get to that you get mm -hmm. to be entertained by. Yeah. I guess. Absolutely. Unless you're having a bad day where you don't like each other, and then right. everybody's like, "What is going on with that band?" <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, damn, Gallagher Brothers, <laughs> Oasis, right? Yeah. Yeah. Martha. <laughs> uh, well, this was really good to hang out with you and talk to you about Lady Cannon, about... Saturday hair. Saturday hair, right. <laughs> about um, Las Vegas, about La Resorts, about small towns. You ever go home at all? Like Washington? No? No. <laughs> Going home... Is always a really weird it's feeling. It's actually my 20-year class reunion this oh, summer. Shit. I know. I'm Damn. I've aged well. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've considered going home. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like going home myself too much. Like, it just, it brings me back into, like, a weird headspace. Um, but anyway. So, yeah. Uh, so, as we close out, Martha, tell me what keeps you up at night. Netflix, right? What are you watching? Uh, I watched The Outsider. Nice. Uh, I thought it was pretty good, which is, wasn't on Netflix, it was on HBO, but mm. um, I thought it was alright, but before that, the thing that I was really, just really super into was Fargo, the TV series. Oh, yeah. Oh, I loved it. Mm. I loved it so much. Nice. I, want, I just want to watch it over and over and over <laughs> again. I just like the set styling, the wardrobes, the split screen yeah. uh, editing, the music, like the whole thing, and the story was good. Too. Good, nice. What puts you to sleep? Uh, I, just, uh, I do deep breathing. Mm. I mean, I do a conscious relaxation. Nice. I don't sleep well. <laughs> I actually have an app. I get, um, when I started, I had about 19% sleep quality, and now I'm up around 45%. I don't sleep very well. Like I, I wake up very easily. So I have um, like a like a white noise thing. I have a weighted eye pillow. Oh yeah. Um, I do deep breathing. Like it's a whole process, right? Like I, I try to do complete sensory deprivation. I have earplugs. 
to try and get me to stay asleep. Um, it's working a little bit. Good. Well, I'm glad you're. I'm glad you uh, moved it up twenty six percent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's like it's not like a anxious ruminating, can't fall asleep. It's just like a physical thing. Yeah. Like I don't. My, I get that. My um circadian rhythm is sh is shifted more towards. I can't remember what it's called, but I have two peaks, like one in early afternoon and then one in the evening. Mm. Um, but I'm not a morning person, so like the whole get up at 8 a.m. and go to bed at 10 p.m., it's just my body is just not. It's rough. <laughs> it's just not a thing yeah. for my body. Yeah, I feel that. I usually I sleep pretty well just because like I do so much day by day that like requires so much like emotional like attention, but... I do have restless leg syndrome, so like sometimes that wakes wow. me up in the middle of the night. Wow, that yeah. sounds intense. <laughs> sometimes I sleep with my legs literally up in the air. Like that's, yeah. sometimes you gotta do that. But Well, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thank you. I had a great time hanging out. Uh, Fortune's, care, Fortune's Darling, streaming everywhere. Love Resort, streaming everywhere. Mm -hmm. Christmas album, streaming everywhere. All, a lot of things streaming everywhere. Go get them all. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We will see you next time.